Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Yesterday, we finished our study in the eighth chapter of Romans in verse 29. What a verse this is, oozing in doctrine, oozing in truth. And as we have said this week, God has foreknown us and God has predestined us for a reason, to be conformed to the image of God's Son, and so that Christ will be the firstborn among many brethren. Salvation is not merely a ticket to heaven. Salvation includes sanctification, that lifelong process of being made Christ-like. And when God's people are conformed to the image of Christ, then Christ is preeminent. Christ will have first place in everything. It is my sincere prayer you have seen this from in the text. Between now and that sweet moment when we depart this earth for heaven, to be absent from the body and present with the Lord, we Christians are being molded and shaped into the person Christ wants us to be. And for most of us, a lot of work needs to be done in this regard. The good news is Christ has a firm hold of us. He will not let us go. As he has the power to save us, so he has the power to keep us saved. Every day, whether you realize it or not, you are being conformed to Jesus. At times, this can be hard going, a tough slog. And you and I wonder, often in frustration, why are we not more like Christ? At other times, we enjoy a burst of spiritual maturity. We rejoice and give God thanks that we are making progress in being conformed to the derived likeness the image of Christ. Well, at whatever point you are today, I want you to be aware that you have not been saved from sin to lounge around and wait to die. I urge us not to think that God's foreknowledge and predestination of us somehow means that we are free to coast, or worse, that it is okay to be prideful, to think that, well, we've been chosen— Others have not been chosen. If they are chosen, then God will see to their salvation. So I'll just sit here and glory in my own salvation. This attitude is not a godly attitude. This is not the attitude of Christ Jesus. Let me just give you one example of something you and I can proactively do today that fits with being conformed to the image of God's Son and will make Christ preeminent. And for this, we turn to the command of our Lord at the close of Matthew's Gospel. In Matthew chapter 28, Christ has arisen from the dead. He is alive and he appears to his disciples and he commands them as follows. I am reading Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit 
teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. These are the remarkable parting words of Jesus to his disciples, disciples like you and me. And what does he say? He says that based on the divine authority he has been given by God the Father, we are to go and, one, make disciples of all nations, two, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and three, teach them to observe all that Jesus commanded us to do. Jesus promises us that he will be with us always, even to the end of the age. And you will notice these are people whom Christ has saved. These men and women, there were more than just the eleven disciples there, Judas having departed. These people God had foreknown and predestined. These people were being conformed to the image of Jesus so that Christ will be the firstborn among many brethren. So part of being conformed, part of making Christ first, was that they do as Jesus did. They evangelize all nations. They then baptize all who will believe in Christ. And they then teach these new disciples to observe all the Lord's commandments. And to do all of this by the power of Christ, who will be with them. We know this command was not only for the men and women gathered around Jesus that day. This command is also for us. And so let me ask, how are we doing with this? Are we obedient to Christ? Brothers and sisters, we have been given a great gift, the gift of salvation. We are God's elect. He has chosen us, and He has chosen us with purpose. He has given us a mission to complete. Today is the day to articulate the gospel to someone who is not a Christian. Today is the day to tell them, Christ died for your sins according to the Scriptures, and that Christ was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. Believe in him. Today is the day to bring new Christians to your church, to include them in the family of God, and to invite them to be baptized. Today is the day to mentor and disciple, to teach a new believer what Jesus has commanded us to do. We should be filling our time with these tasks. Some of us may wonder, after we are saved from sin, why doesn't God just take us up to heaven? Why are we still here? Well, one blaringly obvious answer is this, Matthew 28 and the Great Commission. The Holy Spirit empowers us to fulfill Christ's command for the evangelization of all nations and the discipleship of all Christians. God has given us work to do, and we had best be at it in these hours of spiritual darkness and widespread Godlessness. There is someone in your family, school, work, and community who needs to hear the gospel for the first time or again. There is someone in your Christian community who needs to be baptized. And there is someone in your life who needs to be discipled, that is, taught. Will you take an interest in these people today, 
tonight, this week, this weekend. I believe this is one practical way we can get busy as we await the Lord's return. To obey Christ is part of being conformed to his image and making him the preeminent one in our lives. I leave this with you for your response. Well, we are going to leave Romans chapter 8 now. In our ongoing series, God Saves, we have covered thoroughly verses 28 and 29 of Romans 8. We are not done. We will move on to verse 30, but we will save that for September. For the months of June, July, and August, we will take a break. This is intentional on my part. For the last several months, we have dealt in doctrine, especially God's foreknowledge and God's predestination. And there is more doctrine ahead. The next major one is justification. Romans 8.30 reads, And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. God justified. That is the doctrine of justification, and it's a big one. And I want to save it for after the summer, Lord willing. I find it is helpful when teaching doctrine to intersperse it with reflection on other parts of the Word of God for balance. This is June 1st, 2023, and you know what that means. For those living in the Northern Hemisphere, summer is here, or officially nearly here. Many of you are soon to be in summer mode. If you have children, school is going to let out and then you'll go full speed ahead into summer activities. Same with you in education, like teachers and school administrators. And for those of you who work, often the months of June, July, and August is a season in which you take time off. Vacation, holiday, rest, fun, play. Certainly not all of you. Many of you cannot afford to take any time off work, especially in this economy. Others of you have the same rhythm to life 365 days a year, like those of you are dear friends who are incarcerated. It is not like you get out of prison for the summer. In fact, prison life might get even harder. The heat invades your cell and becomes at times oppressive. And still others of you work hardest all summer at campgrounds, in an ice cream shop, a lifeguard, cutting grass as a landscape gardener or an airline pilot and flight attendant, whisking travelers across the friendly, or not-so-friendly, skies. I want to make the case that no matter where you are and what you will do, summer just has a different feel to it. This season changes our mentality a little or a lot. So, given the change of seasons and how that affects us, and given that a break from the doctrines in the order of salvation and the golden chain of salvation will refresh us and refocus us when we come back to them, what will we do this summer? One thing we know for sure, I am not going anywhere. The Lord willing, I will be here every Monday through Friday. You cannot get rid of me that easily. Well, to find out what we will do this summer, be here on Monday. I will say more this coming Monday, June 5th. Tomorrow, we will have a one-off look into one of my favorite psalms, so do join us. I really hope you will. Uh, And then we have the weekend. 
So when you come back on Monday, we will dive into our summer series. I hope that you will join us all summer long. It will be so good to have you as together with one another, we open our Bibles and continue to discover who God really is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.